0: Stop believing
2: Yeah, there's Journey, Don't Stop believing, and it's such an appropriate song because we're going to be chatting to Kieran Breslin from Navin all to do with our Monday Motivation. Stay with us. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kingscourt. Test drive the awesome new Mercedes-Benz A-Class today
1: at Gilmore's Kingscourt. See it, drive it, simply awesome. That's the Mercedes-Benz A-Class at Gilmore's Kingscourt or gilmores.ie LMFM
2: Get this, he never ran a full marathon or a half marathon for that matter, but he took on both and lots more in 24 hours in one of the toughest endurance races in Ireland, if not Europe. It has a 33% failure rate, but he managed to keep himself going a whopping 19 and a half hours non-stop to cross the finish line. Kieran Breslin from Navin is in studio for Much Needed Monday Motivation today. How are you doing, Kieran? i
3: I'm very good, Sinead. Thanks for having me.
2: Tired, I would imagine.
3: No, I'm I'm not too bad now. Um, I was for a few days last week. Now, if the call had to come through to come over last Monday, I wouldn't have been able to, to tell you the truth. <laughs> you, you, you
2: would have crawled into me. Uh, but before we talk about this amazing race, tell us a little bit, first of all, about you and the work that you do with Meath Enterprise.
3: Um, yeah, so I'm Navin born and bred. Um, went to school in Navin. Uh, did my leaving cert way back in 2002. Um. And at the time, I really didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, I came out of school, I was in the construction industry for a number of years, had my own business from 2006 to 2010. Um, And I suppose almost three years ago, this job was advertised and I went for it. um, And within the first couple of weeks, I realised, God, this is what I want to do. Um, To tell you a bit about the role, it's a facilities coordinator with Mead Enterprise. So I run the day-to-day facility side of things in two enterprise centres one in Avon, one in Kells. now the thing I love about this job is that no two days are the same never the same, you don't go in, it's not monotonous where you go in and it's the same stuff over and over again and it's probably uh, helped with this challenge that I, I took on, that I knew that there was going to be plenty of variety Um. yeah so we're under the stewardship I suppose of our leader, we'd call him and CEO and General manager Gary O'Mara, who um, Gary's just unique in his own way. Um, he's a clear vision for Mead and the northeast region of where we're going to go with innovation, with enterprise development.
2: Well, I'm not surprised that you're working in this kind of area because just from talking to you in the past, because I've spoken to you on a number of different occasions in um, my various roles in here, and you do seem to be somebody that's very sort of um, motivated in all aspects of your life. So it's no surprise that you're involved with these guys. But um, what led you down this particular path? You mentioned there that you had your own business um, from 2006 to 2010. I, I I suppose that the economic downturn had an effect on you in the business?
3: Yeah, it did. And I remember at the time, um, it was July 2010 when I sat down with the accountant and he said, this business is no longer viable. So we made the decision there and then to wind up the business in December 2010. Um, Now, I remember listening to a former Taoiseach at the time and I took his advice on board and it was, we're going to have to work in jobs beneath ourselves. Um, So I did a number of different roles without going into too much detail um just trying to s- keep my head above mm. water really um keep working I kind of went by the mantra it was, it was easier to find a job when you're in a job Um and yeah I've done look at as I said I've done a number of different jobs in the, in the remaining few years but none as like the job that I'm doing at the moment they you faint a call in yeah, yeah absolutely 100% um, and I suppose that's the first lesson for listeners out there life is too short to be in a job that you dislike um, really and truly find something that you love doing and really and truly you'll never work a day again and
2: don't be afraid to get your hands dirty along the way as you say in, in working different jobs to work your way up now you've just completed the toughest endurance races in Ireland if not in Europe um, tell us firstly about what what the race it's literally just called the race
3: uh, tell us what's involved in this um so the race uh, is held in the springtime in Donegal in North North and Northwest Donegal um in the springtime of every year. Uh now there's a method to why they hold it in the springtime because the weather can be at its worst. Um again it's it is regarded as one of the toughest endurance races in Europe and when you take part or even see the route you'll realize how tough it actually is. Um, so it's two hundred and fifty kilometers over twenty four hours running, cycling, and kayaking. Um, now I only found out the evening before that not only have you only twenty you've twenty four hours to complete the race, but there's also cut off times on different stages that you have to be finished. Oh God! By a certain time, by so we, for the first run, first test came on the first run. Um, it was advertised as a half marathon. Now to the listeners out there that, and myself that knows a bit about running a half marathon is 21one kilometers. I remember checking the clock or checking my watch at 21 kilometers, and I was out in the middle of nowhere and I was saying where is the finish here? It was an extra 25 kilometers to get into Remelton. Well it was an extra kilometre and a half to get into Remelton, but an extra kilometre to get down to the transition hull. Uh So you have only 3 hours to complete this and be in your kayak by 8am. The first casualty came she landed at 8.01 and she wasn't allowed to continue.
2: Oh God, um, I, I'd just be, I'd, i see if I even got through to that point, I'd just be on the floor, a dribbling mess, but you kept it going.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, and I suppose uh, it was largely down to, um, I hired a trainer for six months previously. Um, I remember speaking to Graham Mackin and Spun Cycles and Trim and I asked him for any bit of advice to make the finish line, just to make the finish line and he said that Advice I would give you is to hire a trainer that's going to do the program because you're going to overtrain for something to like this, not undertrain. So I hired a trainer, um, and we—I hired Bernard Smith from Ultimate in and Trim, who's just unbelievable. I I owe a lot to him. He he got me results that I never knew possible. I never knew I could push my body to the limit the way I pushed it in the six months training. Um, and the, res- the results were astounding. Like last August, I remember trying to run 10k and I couldn't do it without stopping. And by the first week of December, I was up to 40k running without stopping. And that was just following Bernard's plan.
2: Right, okay. So the, he, he kept you going to throughout the six he months did,
3: and, and not only did he keep me going, um, he spoke in depth on last Friday morning week, um, the morning before the race. I spoke to him for about 30 minutes on the phone and we spoke in depth about the race plan. About now I was after training for six months previously. Never wore a heart rate monitor before, but there's for your listeners that don't know about heart rate monitors and heart rate zones. There's five heart rate zones, and we laid out a plan: what heart rate zone you're going to be in for each stage. Um, and not only that, he we also spoke about the wall that we we're going to hit. It wasn't the case if you're going to hit the wall. It was when you're going to hit this wall. This this race will find your breaking point without a shadow of a doubt. It was going to come um and i got through the first uh four stages without hitting a breaking point and i was t- I remember thinking to myself god I, f- I don't feel too bad here um and after 43 kilometers of the second cycle which was 68 kilometers in total um i remember coming out of guidor and obviously the wind was was a major factor it was in your face for most of the way around um coming out of guidor we we're on the main guidor Dunlow road and the stewards director, us off left and I remember turning to Declan Wagnell from Trim who I owe a lot to as well for making the finish line we stayed with each other for the majority of the race and um, I remember turning to him and saying what is this in front of us and the road I could only describe it as a wall it was like going up the side of a wall Um, and I remember thinking right we'll just get to the top of this hill and we'll take stock from there but as soon as we got to the top there was another top to get up
2: Oh, God. So you had a physical as well as a mental wall you'd hit. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Um, and it, now, kind of funny story, um, about halfway up, it was an hour road and I, we were out the saddle and we were swaying from side to side, um, trying to get up this hill or climb or wall, as we were calling it, and a car came flying behind us and started beeping. And we thought it was a supporter because we were listening to beeping all day, cheering and shouting, go on, push yourself on, brilliant stuff. But this guy wasn't in the mood to support anybody. Um, he's, I, look, I remember looking behind and he was making rude... Gestures and stuff. Gestures, to play, yeah. trying to get by us. So we eventually accelerated past um, and I remember we went on another bit and another bit and still out the saddle. I had nothing left at this stage. I was gone uh, mentally and physically. I was gone and at the very top after about 5k mostly out the saddle I looked and my girlfriend Cheryl was there and out of nowhere out, I don't know what.
1: it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you
0: are, tap the
1: banner to go to Monday.com.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
3: In now, she followed me the whole way around from 5 a.m. that morning. But I don't know what made her wait here, wait at this particular point. But she had just a small bit of coke. My sugar levels were after taking a massive hit, and um, I'd nothing left. So, myself and Bernard talked in depth about what would happen when you hit this wall. So, to take stock where you are, right? Where are you? You're 20, you've 25 kilometers go to a finishing the second last stage. Are you going to give in now? Are you going to throw in the towel? Get some liquid on board, get some food on board if you can. Stop if you have to. If you really, really have to, pull in, but don't give in, don't let it beat you, or take a backward step. Um. So that's they were Bernard's words to me, and they were kind of echoing in my head when I was taking sipping on the coke. I was saying, right?
2: I'd you? say it was manna from heaven that coke was. It, it? was. Yeah. It
3: absolutely. Like and. I've even said it to Cheryl a few times since. I don't know. She just decided to pull in, to wait for me there. I, I think she may have. She did drive the road and she realised how steep the climb was, um, but she didn't realise that I was gonna. It was nearly. It nearly broke me. It was nearly going to break me at that stage.
2: So you keep going. You, you you make it to the to the finish line. The finish line is in your sights. What's going through your mind then at this point?
3: Um. Well, I suppose we start. We finished with a marathon, a forty-two-kilometer marathon. Now, at that stage, uh, my legs had had just about given up, and um, we were walking a lot of it. Uh, it's not even to describe it. It's not a mar- It's a mountain marathon, more so than a marathon. The amount of hills that we had to negotiate through the whole lot, um, and I remember uh, taking out my phone when I was walking, and was it was the longest I ever spent without my phone, and it was over sixteen hours. Um, without looking at my phone uh, looked at it and there was tons of messages um, I'm in a cousins whatsapp group um, on the president side because so many of us scattered across the whole world and there was people following me from New Jersey from Sweden, from Holland, from Wexford from all over the four corners of Ireland and they were all writing in so proud of you, just keep going keep going, we're so proud of you um, and it's it's even to this day it's it's hard looking back, reading the messages without getting hugely emotional.
2: Yeah, God, you're saying it to me, and I, I have tears coming to my eyes, and it's not even anything to do with me.
3: Yeah, um, and I remember we, we came, we were on after we 30k, um, we could see the finish line, but there was a massive lake between it and us, um, and it's done. It's the the race is so meticulously planned out. This is. Done to to break people as well. To think, oh God, I've thirty, I've I've thirty k done, but I've twelve kilometers to go. Um, and I remember telling Declan at the time, I said, "We're going to be at that finish line soon. We're going to get there. And um, we're going to walk if we have to. We're going to jog if we can." Um, and then eventually we got around the lake, and I remember looking. There was there was different markers at different stages of all the kilometres that you've done. And I remember the first one we seen was 50k and that was up the side of Nagala Mountain on the first cycle. And Declan saying to me, we've only 200 kilometres left to go. And I was like, don't be saying stuff (laughs) like that to me. (laughs) Um, But I remember looking and it was 245 kilometres done. And I turned to Declan and I said, we've one park run left in us. Can we do it? um, And Declan was like, of course we're going to do it. So we went on another bit, another stretch, and I remember seeing the signpost for Garten Outdoor Activity Centre, and I knew the finish line was there. That's where we started from, and it was a downhill run. And I was on the left-hand side of Declan, and it was a bend. And I remember looking up, and I turned to Declan. And I said, are "You ready to get emotional here?" And he says, "No, I don't think we're near the finish line yet." And I said, "We are. I can see it." And I suppose what's unique about the race is that there's a personal touch involved TMC knew you were coming from the tracker and I remember hearing can, ladies and gentlemen can you please give a massive round of applause and welcome back to Kieran Breslin and Declan Bagnall and that's when I know Declan got emotional I definitely got emotional um, thinking this is it Like, and just hearing the massive cheers and getting across the finish line some of my family there running out giving me massive hugs um, my dad saying to me I'm just delighted to have you back in one piece Um, because he drove some of the route as well and Mm. realised how tough it actually is.
2: So you you just described, like you've put it so well there. Like, I mean, but this, what you've gone through physically as well as mentally uh, and keeping yourself going and all those mantras repeating in your head This is something that you can actually pass on to people now today and something that we can all use in different parts of our lives if we ever have any stresses or worries or whatever life kind of hits us. Stuff like this, like, you know, can help us. So you had the kind of words like keep going. What other stuff did you tell yourself through all that?
3: Um, I told myself uh, I was prepared, uh, I suppose, to crawl across the finish line if I had to. That was it. It was, um, and I suppose um, what really motivated me was um, the fee to enter the race is is steep it is dear to enter it but 100% of the race fee goes to charity so last November when I was looking when I, I didn't sign up I, uh, I started training for it I didn't actually sign up or pay anything and I remember thinking could I justify spending this amount of money on a race um, so and there was a mantra I went by saying uh, if you really want to do something in life you'll find a way if you don't, you'll find an excuse. Um, and I remember repeating that to Cheryl and I was thinking, right, what, how how do I pay for this race? So I came up with a plan. I said, right, I'm going to sacrifice Christmas presents. I don't want anything for Christmas. I just want both parents to make a donation to the race fee. And I asked Cheryl would she pay the deposit, which she was willing to do as a, as a Christmas present. And I came up with the re- rest myself. So at the back of my mind was, well... It's not actually my all my money on this race fee um to be here it's parents it's my girlfriend um so I ha- have to make this finish line um well, that's the pressure I kind of mm. put on myself uh body willing I was prepared to crawl across the finish line as I said
2: um would you say you've learned an awful lot from yourself taking on something like this
3: yes um I I suppose looking back now uh, certainly, I'm way more confident than I was. I'm confident if I put my my mind to something, that I can do it. Um, and whether that's in work, whether that's in life, in relationships, in or uh, races of this magnitude, I'm I'm confident. I'm. I suppose people are calling me headstrong. Um, I suppose there's, there could be a fine line between headstrong and ignorance. Um, <laughs> so and. I know full well that there was competitors there that just told me at the end It said pure ignorance got me across the line. Mm. It wasn't. My body was giving up on me um, but my head wasn't allowing myself well, to be defeated. Well, I
2: call that strong determination, Ciarán, <laughs> not not ignorance. What do you think um, are the key ingredients to live in a happy, fulfilled life? Because you seem to have that fairly nailed.
3: Um, a happy, fulfilled life. Uh, I suppose I remember a few years ago a friend of mine... I was doing a business coaching course. Was taking part. It was a business coach. He was working with him, and to give him a to ta- give the the pupils a task to do. And I remember him telling me, and I said, I'm going to do this. So again, for your listeners, if you want to do this type of task, it's imagine you're eighty at birthday party. The room is full of families and friends. There's ten people chosen at random. To say a couple of sentences about you. What do you want them to say? Not what you think they're going to say, what do you want them to say? Now we'll bring it back to the present. What can you do in your everyday life to make these people say what you want them to say? So mine was uh, confident of taking on any challenge. Um, That box is fairly ticked now, Kieran, at this stage, yes. um, Being the best parent that you can be uh, being a role model for your kids um, and just never seeing anyone stuck I would never like even during the race there was one guy pulled in and I pulled in with him and I said yeah, okay Like I, he was his tyre was soft it wasn't punctured if it was punctured I probably would have helped him change because as I mentioned you're at a you're race against time at that stage if you get a puncture you need a lot of luck to complete something like that um, so yeah, I'd never see anyone stuck. I'd um, and I remember reading there like a few weeks ago. Um, I was reading a book and there was a statistic, damn statistic, in it that uh, if you ha- like, just to appreciate everything that you have, not what you don't have, everything that you have. Um, the statistic I was looking at was if you have enough food in your fridge, a roof over your head, or somewhere to sleep at night you're better off than 75% of the world's population.
2: It's a big, big the statistic that's already. Massive yeah massive statistic. yeah, Yeah, it gives it food for thought, that's for sure.
3: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Well, Kieran, thank you so much for giving us lots of food for thought and giving us that much needed Monday motivation. You're absolutely brilliant. You're a complete inspiration and I've absolutely no doubt that you're going to go on and complete more races and more challenges in your life. But thanks for being our Monday motivation on 11 to 1 today.
3: No problem, Sinead. Thanks a million. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. Test drive the
2: awesome new Mercedes-Benz a class today at Gilmore's Kings Court. See it, drive it, simply awesome. That's the Mercedes-Benz a class at Gilmore's Kings Court
1: or gilmores.ie. LM FM Held up.